All right, and to help us learn how to play Dragonwood and what the game is all about, we have a special guest. Uh, would you mind, pal, saying your name into the microphone? Ezra. Ezra is your name? Yes. And you're my pal, right? Yeah. And did we play this game a lot? Yes. Did you like this game? Yes. Do you remember what it's called? No. <laughs> Dragonwood. Dragonwood? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Is it a fun game? Yes. Tell me. Oh, come closer. Yes, but it's called Dragonwood. Yes, it is. Um, and what do you do in this game? We fight those guys. Yeah, those monsters. Yeah. Come closer. And how do you fight them? You use your cards. Yes, that's correct. And then what else do you do? You use those dices. Yes, that's correct. And uh, what kind of different things can you do? We have to fight those monsters. Yeah, and what are the what are the three different things you can do on them? You can scream at them, yeah. stomp on them, use your sword to do this. Do a strike. Yeah. Yep. You are right, Ezra. That's what you do. Um, and do you remember how you can do those different things with the cards? Um, you have to do this. You roll the dice? Yeah. But you need um, to do a scream. You need to do what? Cards of what? Um, to do... All the same color. All the same color. That's correct. And to do a stomp, the same number. Yeah. And to do a strike, they have to be in a sequence. Yeah. Like two, three, four. Yeah. Five, six, seven. Yeah. And what are some of the monsters in the game? A gooey glob. A gooey glob? Yeah. A, a blue dragon. There's a blue dragon. Is there another dragon in there too? I didn't beat it. You didn't beat it? Mm. No, you beat the blue dragon this last time we played, right? Yeah. I beat the hungry bear. I beat him. Wait. Do you remember what he is? A gangling goblin. That's correct. Come a little but closer. I just beat the hungry bear. I just beat another one. Yeah, you did. Here, come a little closer. Yeah. Do you remember any of the other monsters? Um, bees. The wasp's nest. Yep. Yep. Pretty but spooky. They're, but they're bees. Do you like bees? No. Come closer to your microphone like this. No. No, you don't. Nope. What do bees do? They pinch you. They sting you. They sting you? Yeah, they can. They don't always, though. Sometimes they don't really care. But you don't like bees, do you? No. Did mommy get stung by a bee? Yes. That was a couple weeks ago. And then what did you do when mommy got stung? Um, I said, are you okay, mommy? Oh, that was nice. Yep. But did you come over and stomp on it? You didn't? I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> you did stomp on it because you were brave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is a stomp on one me. Just one? Yeah, not all of those ones. Right, right. But there's one right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, Ezra, who won the last game that we played, me or you? Um, me. You sure did. Mm-hmm. You did really good. But you, 
I beat him. Do you remember what he is? He's a fierce jaguar. Yep, and you did beat him. Yep. All right. Um, well, thanks for talking with me about how to play Dragonwood. Ezra, one last question. How, how old are you? Five. Come closer to the microphone. Five. Five years old? Yeah. And you had a lot of fun playing this game? Yes. Yes. All right. High five. Thanks for helping me. You're welcome. Welcome to Getting Into Games, the podcast about board games. I'm joined by David Lindsay. Hello. And I'm Mark Santa Stephen. Uh, and we are going to be talking about Dragonwood. 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 Um, Dragonwood is uh, a game of dice and daring, Dave. Oh, okay. Great. I love dice and daring. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's tagline. Yeah, the game. Um, but before we get started, Dave, um, give me uh, uh, your your largest like connection to fantasy stories. Whether that's a movie or like, what was the thing like fantasy wise, like really like serious fantasy that you were connected to? I think. <clears throat> Growing up, there were uh, a lot of fantasy movies. That was like a big thing, seemingly in the 80s. Um, and I think one of the biggest ones was uh, Dark Crystal. So it's a Jim Henson movie. Yeah, I've not seen Dark Crystal. I actually have no, uh, like, no concept about what happens in Dark Crystal. I just know that they have creepy puppets. Yes, the puppets are pretty creepy. Um, but Netflix is actually releasing a show. Um, I don't know if it's a, a sequel or prequel, but it's you know based in that world, and it's a, a Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal series. movie is the like only piece of Dark Crystal that exists up to this point. As far as I know, I mean, I don't know if they ever did like any books or anything around right. it, but but no like film stuff. No, nah, just one movie, and, okay, and that was it. And uh, is it like a cult classic? I would I would say so. Um, I mean, I guess it was big in in its day, but it, you know, it's not something that maybe a lot of people would would know about or remember. But if if you were a kid in that era. You probably sure would have would have seen it. So. Sure, sure. So Netflix is putting out uh, a show, and I heard people say that the new trailer looks okay. Yeah, I just watched it. It it looked really really good from from what I saw. Again, if you like creepy puppets, it's <laughs> it's right in line with that. Um, I tend to not like anything creepy, but uh, yeah, um, we're gonna try. Our first ever Dead Bird Reacts segment and watch this trailer, um, and I'll uh, I'll be seeing it for the first time. You've already seen it, so. yeah. I've seen it. Um, I can't give an honest react. Yeah, I've yeah. Been so tainted. I'll, we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes. Uh, let's give it a give it a play. 
So we got blue caves. Um, we've got crystals. Uh, and little tree men. These worm guys, they look neat. Alright, so far, this is all... All looks good. All looks like stuff that I've never seen before. There's no humans. It's a Netflix original series, in case you were wondering. Very old guy, I don't like the look of him. <laughs> and that book looks very confusing to read. Structures are kind of neat. Like it's all like very. I'm un- interested to see. Like it, it's kind of tough to tell from the preview, but like how much of it's like, uh, like practical. Yeah. Like puppets and stuff, and like what's like CG. Yeah. Man, they're really going for that puppet look in the way that they're talking. Yeah. Which I guess that's what you want, huh? Yeah, I think it's they're just trying to be true to the original movie. All right, we got fights happening. We got the bad guys look bad. Yeah, there's a Skeksis, like bird. I think you just said a swear word. <laughs> bird vultures or, you know. So is it? Is it very much like um, the bad guys are evil? There's no, like, you know, gray area for them. Yeah. Okay. We're, like, moving at a high speed here. We're, we're riding on these, like, bikes and stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, the intensity in the preview is way amped up from what the original okay. movie was. It didn't quite have that... that Intense like pace to it and everything, but then okay. again, it's a preview, so obviously, like it's all cut together. Are they and everything, fighting and stuff in the movie? Yeah, there's some fighting, something going on. We're adjusting our microphones but I mean, it's a little bit here, so. so excuse us. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, I'm interested. I think, yeah, I, th- I think like if you like fantasy stuff, you know, I think you'll like get to, to that. That degree. Yeah. You know, I think the creepiness, like, it's not, like, actually creepy. It's just, like, uh, it's kind of, like, it's, like, creepy kid. Sure. Type stuff. Yeah, because they look yucky. Yeah, the the actual, like, main character, like, the little, like, I think they're called Gelflings. Look like little elf people. Yeah. They're, um, like, them themselves look creepy to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and, yeah, puppets are... You know, can just be creepy looking, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the new uh, Dark Crystal. That's you know how the kind of content I grew up with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I'm I'm. I'll watch it. I'll see. I'll, I'll give it a look. My biggest connection to fantasy stuff was Lord of the Rings growing up. Um, so I read that a lot. I was very much influenced to get to like it by my brothers, um, who. Uh, my, my oldest brother was really into it, um, and so I read those. I've read them many times and very much like the movies uh, as well. The Hobbit movies are so bad, uh, 
But the book is good. The new the new Hobbit movie, not the original, the cartoon. The cartoon not is the cartoon. amazing. The new Peter Jackson Hobbit movies are real bad. You didn't like? They're real what, bad. What didn't you like about them? Because I've never read the Hobbit, the book. So, I mean, for me, it seemed like it was more in line with the Lord of the Rings movies. I didn't, the, I liked the Lord of the Rings movies more, but it had the same kind of feel and everything. I, I thought that the Lord of the Rings movies very much, like, kept the, kept it together um, as far as, like, their tone. And these Hobbit movies, like, just, like, veered into the ridiculous, like, very much too often. Okay. Um, and I just, like, couldn't couldn't buy into it. And also the... Uh, the romance thing was like real weird with the elf and the dwarf. Okay. Evangeline Lily's character um, and the dwarf. Like, just like, it's like, what is going on here? Right. Like, right. very much not a part of the book. Um, but uh, the the first movie, actually, I thought was was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first one, but they made it into three. Just felt like they were like really stretching out. Yeah. Uh, I liked what they did with Smog the Dragon. Yeah. Some of that was pretty cool. Um, but even then, it still was like, eh, a bit of a letdown. Um, but the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship of the Ring, is probably my most watched movie ever, mm-hmm. um, would be my guess. Um, saw that a lot, um, growing up, um. And I love that movie. But yeah, I've been rereading The Hobbit. I'm about maybe 70% of the way through it. Okay. Reading it every night to, to Ezra. Um, and he's enjoying it. He's now named his toy sword. His named Sting. Nice. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's cool. Um, yeah, we're having a good time. Uh, Dragonwood is set in... A fantasy world. Yes. Not unlike Middle Earth. Right. Probably unlike uh, Dark Crystal. Excuse me. Yeah, probably more in line. Well, I think a lot of fantasy came from Lord of the Rings. Like kind of the... Like the type of creatures and characters and stuff that existed. Yeah. Fantasy as we know it today. Like all kind of originated from... Yeah, yeah. Or at least like became in a much more like popularized sense from, from right. those the, mm. the popularity of those books yeah so that fingerprint you can see in most fantasy that has come out since then right yeah right. um but yeah dragonwood you are adventurers in the dragonwood yeah and there's creatures mm-hmm. that you capture so it's a yeah a card and dice game that's made by game right which um, Games Right's made like a ton of popular. They put out a bunch of games, like yeah. Um, they have done like the Forbidden Trilogy, Desert yeah, Trilogy, right? Yeah, it's uh, Desert Sky Island. and Island. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple games from Game Right, and the, there's also Sleeping Queens, like another card game. Cool. Um, they also have a. Uh, game called uh well it's it's not really a game it's called uh rory story cubes and it's like a nine dice 
um, pack. And it's just these dice would come in a little box and it's just got a couple little prompts on how to how to start off the the game. But you're rolling these dice and they have a bunch of different pictures on them, and you're supposed to just make up a story based on the yeah. the combination of, of the photos. So a Sounds lot of cool. very like family friendly type sure. games. So. Sure. And this I would consider family friendly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we both got a chance to play with our our kids. Yes, um, your daughter is in the recommended age range. Yeah, I think it's uh, eight and up. I yeah. believe is the age range. Yeah, my yeah. daughter's nine. So, um, but your son, he is a not outside of the age range. He's outside of the age range. He is five, um, and we did play it, and he was obsessed with playing it, and we've played it like every day. <laughs> since I first allowed him to play it with me. Um, and uh, it was fun. Uh, we, I, we'll talk about um, what, what that was like in a bit. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll include a segment uh, at some point of him helping, helping me to describe yeah, how special, the game is played. Special guest interview. Special guest interview for, for how the game is played. Um, you want to go over, like, real quick... How you play. Yeah, so um, each player dealt a hand of cards. I think you start with five. Um, and there is, you have a stack of, um, I forget what they call them, but there's a stack of cards that you lay out five, um, draw five cards and you lay them out on the, um, I forget what the, it's called. Does it have a name? It does have a name. Yeah, let me grab the. Is it in the forest or something or? Landscape. It's called the landscape. I just remembered as I before I even read that mm-hmm. thing. So you got the landscape, and that's these these five cards that you draw from a, a pile, and uh, that's like different monsters and things like that, that that are laid out in the landscape. And so your adventurer cards come in different colors, different numbers, and what you're trying to do is you have three different ways to attack these creatures. You can uh, strike them, you can stomp on them, or you can scream at them. And all proven ways of dealing with monsters. Absolutely. Screaming is <laughs> got to be by far the most effective. <laughs> I, I would think. Um, but, yeah, so you um, you match up the cards. Based on how you match them up determines which way you're attacking them. And the there's values on each card of the monsters. And depending on how you attack them determines how many points you have to beat. Sure. Um, so... The amount of cards that you use, they they may be weaker to stomps than they are to strikes, exactly. than they are to screams. Screaming, yeah. And so what you'll do is um, the way it's played out in terms of like what does what is oh, I'm gonna get the cheat sheet here, and the strike is numbers in a row, so just basically a sequence of numbers, four, five, six, seven, doesn't matter the color. Those are going to get you a strike. The same number, uh, again, doesn't matter color, just number, is going to get you a stomp. And then all the same color gets you a scream. And so... And however many cards you use determines how many dice you can roll. Exactly. So it comes with six dice, and they're six-sided, but they only go up to four. So... One, four. It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to realize that. Yeah, the first time I played, I was like, man, we're just not, 
not rolling any like sixes here. What's going on? And then I was like, oh, that would make the game. You might have figured that out in your first game. (laughs) I somehow did not. (laughs) Just like kept rolling. You're like, man, my luck is just (laughs) Just keep getting these twos. What's going on? Yeah. So there's one one, two twos, two threes, and uh, one four. So um, yeah, ideally you want to try and get as many cards as possible. So you know you can roll more dice and have a better chance of, of defeating me. Well, you're certainly so. going to need more cards for the stronger creatures. Yes. And kind of the way you win the game, or when the game ends, rather, um, is either when you defeat both dragons. There's two dragon cards that are kind of like shuffled and put towards the bottom of the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so either defeating um, the two dragon cards or when you go through all the adventure cards twice. Right. Um, so you can cycle through all the adventure cards, and you just reshuffle them, and then you play again. But if you get through twice before you beat the dragons, then then that ends the game. Um, who determines the winner is just who has the most points. So right. as you're beating these uh, monsters, they have a point value on them, and so you just total that at the end. Whoever has the most wins. Uh, there's a couple cards, um, other cards that come up in the landscape um, that can give you advantages to trying to beat these monsters. So you'll have some that are like, uh, there's one I think it's called the Dark Cloak, I believe. The Cloak of Darkness. Cloak of Darkness. <clears throat> and that one gives the you... The Cloak of Darkness. Do it one more time. The Cloak of Darkness. <laughs> so that one's going to end up giving you... Um, Plus two to any capture attempt. To any capture attempt. Doesn't matter what kind of... Stomping, stomp, striking, screaming... screaming. Plus two. Plus two. And we were kind of playing, as we played, we were kind of wondering, like, when you get that card, because you, you have to get them the same way that you get the monsters. You know, you have to, you yeah. have to strike screen. And they're, they can so. be tricky to get. Yeah. yeah they but have if some it turns numbers, out so. that when the Cloak of Darkness comes onto the landscape, if one of you just so happens to have six cards that they could play to capture it, is that the end of the game? Yeah, because it gives you a huge advantage. Two to any capture attempt? We're not talking like, we're not talking like numbers in the twenties or anything here. Right. We're talking like most creatures are coming around six. Yeah. Seven. Right. So if you take two the off dragons, six, I think are around four. Like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. At so. the highest, I think it goes up to fourteen on the orange dragon. Maybe fifteen. It might be fifteen. Um, but, uh, yeah, so getting two off of any attempt is a big deal. Uh, but it's not easy to get that card because right. it, it takes a lot. So it's basically it's a little bit harder to kill a dragon than it is to get that card. Right. But if you if that card's available and it's at least somewhat early in the game, mm-hmm. it behooves you to make the effort to get it, even though it's not going to count for any points. Yeah. Um, and I think in some of the first games that we played um, – I'd gotten that card early and just, like, ran away with it. And then I think you got it the one time early as well, and you definitely won, uh, but it was closer. Yeah, that one, I think I only won by one point in yeah. that game. And so, and that was me being, like, not sure where we were at point-wise and me being like, I need to kill this dragon right now so I can get those six points, right? seven points. Um, and hope that it, the math works out. Right. But it didn't. 
Yeah. But I mean, this just the fact that it was that close. I yeah. think like we, were, you know, it was kind of like, oh man, like you get these cards and it's like, oh, game's over then. But it's not. I it's mean, not. it really just kind of depends on the draw and the rolls because, like, you know, if you're not getting a combination to do the scream or stomp, it doesn't really matter if you have two off of that. If you're only playing with two cards, you yeah, know, you still have like lower odds of rolling what you need to roll. Yeah. Um, and there's some other cards in there that will um, be like, all right, everybody pass a card to your left or I really like so. the um, oh yeah, those are those come up in the yeah. So the they just kind of deck, as you turn them over, the creature deck or whatever. Yeah, as you turn them over into the landscape, it's like you play it and then that goes away and you just draw yeah. another card. Um, the, there was one card that I did like that I got a couple times was the Lucky Mushroom okay. that allows you to re-roll a dice. For any capture attempt, I used that a good bit. Um, and um, my son really liked the one, the rabbit, the friendly rabbit. Oh, okay. <laughs> which I think that just adds a dice to yeah. your capture attempt. just gives you an extra dice, but one-time use. Right. Uh, so uh, those, I d- the one-time use ones, I actually, initially I was like, well, I don't, I don't want that. I can only use it one time. Like, why would I get that when I would just get a monster? Right. Uh, but... Those can come in really clutch when a dragon comes out or a really high-value creature comes out or one of the, um, you know, the Cloak of Darkness or whatever. Yeah. And we had a point in the game where it was a bunch of those, like, special cards that were out in the landscape. And so you're kind of like, okay, well, like, I gotta go for something. Like right. There's only like whatever. There's like three special cards and like two monsters. I'll get this lightning. Bolt. And like one of them's a one point monster. Like I'm not gonna go for that. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, then you kind of use use what you have to to kind of boost you up for when new and that kind of clears that card out. So you get another another monster in play and everything. So yeah, we we played Dragonwood a good bit, you and I. Uh, and then tell me about your experience playing with your daughter, your nine year old. She um she really enjoyed it. Um I think it was pretty like she grasped the concept well. Um I think she was just trying to like so as you go through you can um you can choose to to either um attack and and try and get a monster or you can just draw a card. Uh, which is right. called reloading. So you just say reload and you pick a new card. Hand of up to 9. Hand up to 9. And, and that's so, how you get your streaks, that's how you get your colors, your yeah. Yeah, so um, we were, I think she she wasn't necessarily grasping the concept that, like, you can just pick to grab a card. Like, if you don't have much to work with, right? just take a card. Like, she was always just trying to play, right. like, play a hand and, like, attack the monsters and um, didn't give her a chance to, like, build up and, and everything like that. So she but. was, like, using, like, one die or one or two dice at a time. Exactly, yeah. Like, I got two, I'm going to try and go for this. And, like, at one point, um, I think she was trying to go for something that was 12, and she had um, she had two dice. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, there, there's no possible way that you can get 12, <laughs> so <laughs> you need to have three dice, at least three dice. And there's then no if you sixes three, on these <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah. You can't like, get 12. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, you can't do it with two dice, so it doesn't make sense to do that. Um, and I was like, and then even with three dice, you know, you have to have a perfect roll. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it was just kind of like a couple of those things, uh, had to explain, but, um, otherwise, you know, she got in, you know, enjoyed playing it, had a good time. So yeah, that's she great. She was actually just asking me to play it today. 
Okay. Um, so, you know, she's it's well, definitely in her mind. I'd borrowed it, uh, so she she couldn't uh, I apologize for that. <laughs> um, but you can take it back. Um, my son had a great time playing it. He basically wants to play every game that I have, and he's just constantly asking. And the one thing that I've always said to him is, um, like, like, buddy, like, you, you got to learn. Once you learn how to read, we will play a lot more games. Right, right. Um, and so he'll do things like, he'll be like, Dad, uh, oh, we, we have this... Um, uh, like DVD set that my mom got for us. That's like teaches you the letters and the letter sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Dad, I'll put that on so I can learn how to read. And I'm like, Okay, I'll put it on. I watch it all the way through the end. He's like, Dad, I can read now, and we can play. <laughs> <laughs> we can play these. <laughs> like, well, it's not but, how it works. But like, yeah, like I, I admire I know how to read. Exactly. <laughs> I admire your enthusiasm, but uh, it's just. <laughs> It's not going to work out. That's so anyway, great. like my my thing is um, finding ways to like modify the rules for a game so that we can play them together in some way or not. Um, and uh, yeah, so far, like I, I've done King of Tokyo with him. Okay. Um, which uh, it's basically, it's just, you know, monsters fighting each other. Um but for him, like, the only thing that we'll do is you roll. It's simil- very similar in this. You, you uh, Not in this. Different game I was thinking of. Um, similar to Dice Throne. Okay. Where you roll the dice, you get three. You get three chances to, like, re-roll certain amounts of your dice. Right, right. To get, like, the roll you want. Um, but when I play King of Tokyo with him, it's basically like, oh, just roll the dice and see if you get an attack, however many attacks you get deal that damage and that's the game right right yeah um and so it's fun like he he has fun doing that um and so for me the key in this game was not so much reading but numbers right that we can work with mm-hmm. um we can work with numbers we can practice adding you know right and uh and things like that um, but based, the, the other thing that I had to do was, um, in, in dragon, in teaching him Dragonwood, we basically just played open hand games, right. um, which doesn't impact the game much. Yeah. It's not a huge keeping advantage, it, keeping it a secret. Yeah. I think there's like a couple ports, a couple times where you may either, I think you just give people cards. Yeah. Kind of like trade cards. At yeah, some like point, switch so. cards. To the, so you might be able to be like, oh, you got a lot of blue over there. I'm not going to give you a blue card. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's like almost no interaction. Like right. you don't block anyone's hands or anything like that. Um, so like he just has his cards all out in front of him. He arranges them in order from, you know, number value left to right, ascending order. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could do that on his own. Um and then he's kind of keeping track of, like, the colors that he has. Um, but basically, I would be like, all right, bud, well, you got a sequence of three, so you can roll three dice. Which monster do you want to attack? And he'd be like, you know, I want to get the spiders. I'm like, okay, well, the spiders, you, you could probably try to roll, you know, just do two cards then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something like that. They're not, um, uh, but then, of course, anytime a dragon came out, he's like, oh, oh I want to get the dragon. <laughs> and he gets super excited about it. Um, and so I'd be like, okay, well, think about what you need to do. You need to, uh, you're going to need to get more 
cards. So keep drawing up your cards. And so he'd get up to like his hand limit and I'd be like, okay, well, you've only got, you know, you, with what you have, you can only play three. So let's think about maybe go for something else first uh, and then come back to it. And like, right. he'd be like, he, he wasn't going to get there on his own. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing it with him. Right. Uh, but that was fun for us together to do that. And then just, he just loves rolling dice. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, anytime he'd be like, he'd get super excited and he'd like, if, if he ever, he was rolling, he could barely hold all six dice in his little hands. Um, uh, but like he would hold the dice and roll them out and then he'd start clapping like right away <laughs> and like see what he got. And then he'd roll and he'd be like, cause he, and just like stare at him cause he didn't know if he did it or not. And so I'd be like, okay, well let's, uh, let's, let's add these numbers up. <laughs> But it would be so sad if he, like, failed. Like, I would be sad. Like, right, right. Be, he was like, whatever. Um, but I'd be like, oh, bummer. <laughs> like, <laughs> not this time. You'll have to try again next time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would have him, like, count on his fingers. Like, okay, I rolled two threes and a two, right? So I would, I'd be like, do, do the first three. One, two, three. He would put his fingers out. And I'd be like, okay, do the next one. You go one, two, three. And then I'd be like, now count all of your fingers, right? Right. <laughs> um, stuff like that I would do uh, with him. Uh, but uh, it, it was it was great. Um, if, like, any activity with a five-year-old eventually gets tiring. Right. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, Very but, true. Uh, but it's it was, good, though, because then you're building, like, foundations on, like you know, how to play games totally. and even just like there's a little bit of math involved. Totally. Totally. Like that. He just yeah. wanted to play anything. Right. Must play anything. And I'm like, this one, I can, I can figure this out. Right. Right. Just making it work. Yeah. So probably, probably right with the, the recommended age range, but. Eight and up. Yeah. But I mean, you can find ways to make it work with yeah. the little ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at with all of these games that I have. He just like wants to play them all. I'm like, dude, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Couple years. Yeah. Uh, the other day he like brought out a bag of pretzels and he was like, <laughs> he was like, dad, look, uh, this bag says pretzels. He's like, I know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's right. <laughs> Never mind the fact that I know what a pretzel is. You're but... going <laughs> to get there, buddy. You're gonna get there. We'll, we will learn and play these games at some point. But that's great that he's eager to. He's very eager, eager to learn, eager to play. Yeah, yeah I remember getting my daughter uh, Pokemon cards to like try and encourage her reading and and mm-hmm. stuff. So and she was probably about yeah. the same age, like five years old or something like that. Um, I got Pokemon cards, and then we try and play the game. I'm like, well, you got a little, you know, if you if you learn how to read the cards, <laughs> you'll know you know you'll have play, a better yeah. you'll have a better idea better better understanding be able to play, and uh, you know I think that was mildly successful. I think sure. it helped a little. So I think when you do that, when they have something that they know like they're working towards, then totally you know, then it then it can help out. But um, that's great. That's cool that uh, that he enjoyed it so much and kept asking you to play it <laughs> yeah he he loves playing anything and he does love rolling dice so if if i can get opportunities for him to roll dice we'll have a good time um but we played it maybe a dozen times in the last week <laughs> um yeah it's like a it's a relatively quick game i mean they asked me like a tw- around 20 minutes 
which I think is probably pretty accurate. They they recommend putting the dragons at the bottom of the deck. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, sometimes when you're... If you're playing with kids, you, those might be at the top. They might come a little closer to the top. <laughs> <laughs> you do remove cards depending on how many players you have as well, so... Um, yeah, to help keep things and, moving, I think. You know, if you're playing with a five-year-old, maybe you remove twice as many. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I, I like the... Uh, I like custom dice. Yeah. Uh, so I like that their dice look like their own thing. Yep. Yep. They're they're numbered. Like actually have numbers on them as yeah. opposed to like uh, dots. Like dots. Yeah. They. Uh, it bothers me that they don't have five or six. I understand the the. It makes sense for what the game is that they don't, but it yeah. messes with my brain. <laughs> We've got six sides. We should have a six on. <laughs> No, yeah, that's it's a little funky when you're first playing. But then, like, yeah, once you understand, you're like, man, if there was six on there, you know, these monsters would yeah. be out of here in, yeah. in one roll. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that when we first played it, you mentioned the, the numbers on the sides, and I somehow forgot it. And then, like, I'm playing with with my son, and I'm like, what is going on with these rolls? <laughs> <laughs> You already have a vendetta with dice, and then that's true. you're just like, ah. But yeah, now it's not it's not you. It's the game. Yeah. They're meant to be that way. Uh, the artwork's neat, playful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's very simple. I mean, some of the uh, the characters and stuff like that are, are uh, you know, just kind of classic. Um, yeah. You got and a fierce jaguar. Fierce jaguar. One of the ones we picked up yeah, here. My son, is... my son mentions some of the uh, the monsters. Yeah. And his little thing. Uh, the gooey glob was a favorite of his. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, again, like very family friendly. Um, it's it's a really, play. Good, really fun game, quick game. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This has been Getting Into Games. I'm not sure what episode this is because I'm not sure when this is going up. This may go up this Friday um, or it may be another time. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. The game we talked about was Dragonwood, a game of dice and daring. Uh, Dave, where can the people connect with us? They can connect with us at deadbird.rip. That's the website. That's the website. And check us out on Instagram, deadbirdrip is our Instagram account. That's the Instagram. And email is deadbirdrip at gmail.com. We would love to hear from anybody who's listening. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you. I just picked up the last unicorn. Okay, yeah, that's like another one. It was $5 on Voodoo, I think, was it was on a sale. I haven't seen that movie either, but I know of it. Yeah, that one I'm not as familiar with, but um, it was, like, all around the same time. Like, Jeff Bridges as a child, I want to say. Is he? He, like, he does the voice. I think that's, I think that's the, that's the movie. Man, that'd be crazy. Let Let me check. Nineteen eighty-two, Jeff Bridges. Rankin and Bass.
Yep. Did you see the old Hobbit cartoon? Yes. I mean, when I was a kid, I haven't seen it recently, but... Yeah, um, I, I watched that many, 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 many times. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very, very much do I know that movie. I just, like, it's, like, locked in my brain the uh, Chip the Cups, Crack the Plate oh, yeah. song. Great song. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, not the whole thing, but just the tune and yeah, yep, totally. There's good tunes in that in that uh, in that movie. Uh, my brothers um, were were into that, and so we watched it together a lot. Um, yeah, I am. I'm reading The Hobbit to Ezra right now, um, and I'm like, when can I show him this? When, when can I show him this cartoon from 1977? <laughs> <laughs> My son just started watching um, the old Mario Brothers show because it's, it's on bad. Netflix. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh man, that one! But I, he's like into it. I'm sure he is. I, Ezra has watched some of that as well, and like, I can't even deal. I can't even do it. it he was today. He was like, "Hey, Paisano!" It's <laughs> like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, oh, so yeah. funny, that one I couldn't I had to like dude we gotta we gotta redirect this <laughs> we need to find something else for you to latch on to other than this Mario show yeah uh, he's into Power Rangers right now yeah that's really into Power Rangers a lot better yeah than the Mario Brothers show yeah um, I'm fine with him being into Power Rangers yeah it's pretty he's tr- trying his karate moves and stuff like that yeah I get it the big like monster battles and stuff like that yeah yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. 